This episode of Shooting the Shit with Speed Kings is fueled by Eleven Bravo Coffee, a veteran-owned mobile coffee shop where a dollar for every pound brewed or sold is donated to veteran organizations. Eleven Bravo Coffee Company supports many community and motorcycle events, and if you'd like to learn more about Eleven Bravo Coffee Company or book them for your event, head over to 11bcc.com or visit them on Instagram and Facebook at 11 Bravo Coffee Co. We love their coffee, man. They come to a lot of events with us and set up, and we're lucky to have their cold brew on tap here at the shop. So go ahead and check them out. There he is. Oh, look at that. And you're ready, huh? Oh, yeah. You know I came prepared. Yeah. Dual, dual Modelo Negros. Is that how they say it? Modelo Negros or Negras? I don't know. I believe that is how the Latins say it. The la- <laughs> <laughs> oh. My camera here. There I go. What is going on, my man? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Oh, you know, just fucking hanging out, trying to, you know, make a dollar so I can buy some more Top Ramen. You know how it is. Hell yeah, man. Everyone's getting those Trump bucks, though, so I think we should be good. We're golden. Big Don. Right, right. Hopefully they spend it with us. I, I, don't, I, don't, right? I don't think I get Trump bucks. I don't think I'm in that category. They don't give a I, fuck about us. I don't get Trump bucks either. Yeah. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm terrible with paperwork, uh-huh. too. Um, and so it seems like there's a whole lot of paperwork that has to be done to get any of this money. So I'm just going to go earn it the old fashioned way or whatever. Right. Rob, just get a gun. Yeah. Rob yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. That's the old fashioned way. I believe it, now. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody looks like train robbers anyway. So it kind of works out. Yeah. Isn't that a, isn't that a weird situation now? They uh, won't let you go in the bank without a mask on these days. I know, dude. How weird, what's weird to me is how different it is now from four weeks ago. Right. And then, like, it's just such a different fucking world that we live in than than four weeks ago. It's oh, it is weird. Oh God! I just looked at the comments. It is hard to read comments and do this, but it I is. just saw Holden got his Trump bucks. Oh, oh God! Oh, that's that Holden got his Trump bucks. Damn! I heard. Uh, I seen something this morning that said that um, Trump, like the physical checks that they're sending out, some of them are just direct deposit, but they have to send some physical checks out. And Trump made um, them go back and print his face on the checks. Dude, if I get one magically, I'm gonna frame that bitch. I mean, I'm gonna deposit it on my phone. Yep, yep. And then I'm gonna frame it. Like I wasn't gonna not take the money, but right. still, right? I know my guy that works for me. He got his today. He got. He said he looked in his account and there was fucking twelve hundo. Yeah, uh, my friend Stacy said she got hers. Stacy Will, she yep. was like, she's like, big dog came through, gave me the check. Damn. Um, uh, what's it called? I'm trying to read comments too because Caesar's on and they're always fucking outrageous. But uh, oh god, I know. Um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be funny for all the people who are like that whole not my president fucking movement, then cashing that check with his fucking face on it. <laughs> you know, what a kick in the dick right there. I, that's you know, I don't give a fuck what people's political view is or anything. I don't, I, I don't have enough education to fucking have any kind of real say. But I always say, man, if you really think about like everything that we know in our age group that we know about Trump and what he's done, because we've seen him since we were, you know, fucking teenagers or younger on TV and whatnot. And now this fucking crazy motherfucker is president going on thing and going, it's from China. 
you know, just talking Dude, imagine, mad shit. Just imagine trying to talk to somebody from, you know, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, like 2010, and being like, listen, Donald Trump is president, a guy ate a bat in China, uh, shit's all fucked up. Yep. Uh, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, they're in the White House quite often. They're friends with the president. Uh, wow. Kim Kardashian is actually lobbying for prison reform. And uh, Kanye West is a huge Republican. And I think someone from 2010, any rational person would be like, you're smoking crack. Right, right. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely a different time we're in right now. That's for sure. Oh, shit. What up, pineapple? Yeah. Saw that one. Aaron, my man. Oh, man. Moglide. What up, Moglide? Willis is going to get in a fucking car accident trying to read these comments. Oh, God, Joey55, I want to hear Sturgis stories. Let's go. I don't even know if I remember them. Oh, you got – see, you, you know, I've, I've we've known each other for, for several years now, um, and it's been wild to watch you and do your thing, man, because in a – in a, it's a it's a hard fucking deal that you do, especially right now with cell phones being so advanced. And man, every motherfucker out there is a goddamn uh, photographer. You know what I mean? And you yeah. just grinded and grinded and ate dirt and lived in the trenches. And you're fucking man. You're you're our generation's guy. You're the fucking you're the photographer of our generation of us coming up through the motorcycle industry. Plain and simple. Man, I just I, I like I don't like. I, I guess, yeah, it's like living in the trenches, being in the dirt, but, like, I liked it. Like, yeah. It's been nothing but good-ass good, good ass times. And, like, exactly. Dude, all these people that I've, like, been able to meet and, like, have friends everywhere and go to a motorcycle show and, like, know everyone. And, dude, it's it's just so much fun. Like, I yeah. love what I do. Yeah. And I'm so stoked that I get to, like, take photos and, like, do, like, you know, what I do for, for, for everything. And I get stoked when people are stoked on it. Yeah. It's sick. Oh, you kill. I love your new account, that JG uncaptioned account. That, that, oh, yeah. those like, pictures are so badass, man. Dude, I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I, uh, I started that cause so like I run the, uh, the Instagram account for Arlen Ness motorcycle. This guy runs then, the so Instagram account have, like, for Arlen Ness, the legendary I Arlen Ness. Should, I probably should change hats. For, for saying that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, At least for five minutes. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. So I run the account for, for Ness, and then, you know, I run my own account and everything, and it's just so much, like, I put a lot of, like, work into having to come up with captions and, yeah. and stuff that, like, get more likes and read right because at the end of the day, it's, like, marketing and stuff. Oh, yeah, exactly. And so then I, but like, I was so over, like trying to like come up with captions. Oh, I got to tag this guy. Oh, then, well, this guy's going to get bummed if I tag him. So I just wanted to create a new account that was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to post a bunch of random photos and there's just no rules. Yeah. And it's just like cool shit that doesn't go anywhere else. Yeah. 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 No, it's rad too. When I started following that, when you first made it, I was like, I started seeing all the, just the cool pictures. I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, I guess what, from like the, you know, picking up pictures from the Lightroom floor, you know what I mean? Like shit that you just, uh, you don't necessarily see on anybody's account or anything, but it's like these pictures and they're amazing. You know, they're amazing pictures and it's like almost a little bit behind the scenes type shit or shit that didn't make the, the cut. And then you're just letting it out, you know? Well, it's like so much of what I do just doesn't make it anywhere yeah i mean like it's just like I'm, i take a lot of you know i take a lot of photos and stuff and then a lot of them especially like i don't know i guess i define myself as like a commercial photographer yeah 
so like, you know, the, the main thing is like, you know, a lot of those things just get clipped because they don't work in what we're trying to do, but they're still dope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, dude, my Chevy Volt, fuck my Chevy Volt. That thing. I mean, okay. The thing with the Chevy Volt is that it's like the most reliable car ever. And it hauls like, dude, I've taken parts <laughs> down for big Al, like multiple times and stacked that thing to the moon and done like, full powder coat trips and he's still doing a hunter down i5 yeah wow and it's and and i think the only thing that's actually like gone wrong on it is the window regulator and that was like a 75 dollar like super easy fix that i did myself in the garage so (laughs) hell yeah i was like but i talked so much shit on that car because it's the gayest car ever made well i used to have a pt cruiser so we're we're kind of in the same boat there i used to fucking (laughs) make pt cruiser swap meet hauls and shit man that's what i used to fucking do my swap meet shit out of i mean that was my only car but i fucking oh dude yeah no that's just like my car i mean i got a 2020 road glide sitting in the garage so that's why i have a super gay car yeah right you gotta you gotta have that sauce on that one (laughs) yeah exactly like my, my whole thing is like dude but my bike is dope yeah, you so you went from the the Dyna you were rocking forever, to uh to a Road Glide. Yeah, my 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 personal own bike progression has been uh Sportster, 2000 Sportster. Shout out to Brandon Quaid, Quaid Harley Davidson for yeah. uh, hooking me up with the Sportster, uh, back in the day and getting me kind of started in my own personal motorcycles and then. Uh, that lasts about a year, and it was an 883, too. If you want wow. to see something funny, me riding an 883 down the freeway, it's super funny. Yeah, that's a bear and, riding a tricycle right there. Oh, yeah, dude, bear in the circus. Yep. And then, and then, uh, oh, God, my mom is texting me, asking me how she listens to the podcast. I don't think my mom needs to hear the stories I'm about to be telling about yeah, Sturgis. Tell her it got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then I, I got a, a 2016 Dyna, um, which was, I love that bike. Big Al pimped it out. It had a Fab 28 pipe on it. Like, dude, my Dyna was so dialed. Yep. Um, I rode it for, for you know, a while after I got the pipe on it and everything. And it was like the best that that bike's ever going to be. Yeah. It was so, so, man, I actually rode that thing to Sturgis one time uh, with the hamsters with Ness. And, uh. Man, the next year after I did that, I rode it on a 2019 Indian Chieftain, and I remember the entire time I was thinking, I was like, "Wait, is uh, this is how you guys rode here last year? Like, it's such a different experience from like being on a Dyna yeah. than being on a than being on a uh, on a uh, uh, bagger." Yeah, like, dude, being on the bagger is you're doing 110 miles an hour, just playing jams. You're fucking your saddlebags are filled with beers. Yep, like. It's just such a good time. And then on the Dyna, you're at 100, just hang, no fairing, like hanging on for dear life. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is how you guys did it? And right. then that's what kind of like made my decision to be like, all right, I need to buy a bagger. But I still ended up buying a, a Roguelide. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I remember uh, Four Corners last year, you were on that Indian. I mean, uh, yeah. And you know what? Like, I fell in love with that bike. I loved that bike. That bike was so dope, dude. Like, I don't know if it was like me, if it was the bike itself or it was like specifically me having set like the best summer of my life on that specific bike. Yeah. I called her Blue Dream. Blue Dream. Uh, now, Indian just let you borrow it basically to kind of test it out. How'd that work out? No. So that was part of um, right now I'm working on Arlen F documentary and John Oaks is actually uh, producing it. 
and uh, and we have a we have a really good director from from LA. He's, you know, that's what he does is documentaries and uh-huh. everything. And uh, we're doing a documentary about the life and legacy of Arlen S. Wow, you know, um, and something you know really where that kind of came from is something. The coolest thing that I probably ever got to do, like filming wise, uh-huh. was I did a series for for Ness when I started working there called Arlen's Archives, and it was just me and Arlen. Um, you know, sitting in the museum and I interviewed him about 10 different bikes and that kind of like got me thinking, you know, like, Oh, I want to start doing a documentary about him and everything. And then he, he passed away. Yeah. And, you know, we, we wanted to do something really, you know, to just kind of like make sure that the legacy and, and everything is like preserved and like the story is told. Yeah. And so part of what Arlen did, like, Every year, for I don't know how long, it was like probably 30, 40, 50 years uh, with the hamsters. They all rode to Sturgis together every year. I think he missed one Sturgis out of 50. Wow. Uh, yeah. Like, and, you know, it's crazy because these, these dudes out there that, that have been doing this since, you know, the 70s, uh, it's so funny because I've hung out with them and I've ridden to Sturgis with them twice now. And now I'm starting to see like the younger generation and our generation uh, start doing kind of the same thing. I just thought that was the first year that I went. I thought that was the coolest thing yep. ever was like the parallels between the two. And, you know, um, so when when he passed, I, I wanted to make sure that a big part of the documentary was uh, was him riding Sturgis. And so I uh, I got Preston, uh, Preston Burroughs. He's yep. my other filmer. Yep. And uh, we hit up Indian and we got two bikes because, we kind of talked about it and we were, we wanted to film interviews with like all the guys that Arlen rode to Sturgis with for years. And, um, we, we talked about it. He's like, Oh, well I can bring my van. And I was like, you know what? I think the only way that we can film this is if we're on bikes with these guys. Wow. And, uh, I think that was true. I think that, that, that worked out because of like, we got so much good footage because of like, we rode with these guys to Sturgis for like seven days. Yep. And you know, that, the second day, I think, uh, we were in Walla Walla, Washington. And, uh, one of the, one of the dudes owned a hotel there and there was like a reception and he, uh, he, Preston got fucking wasted with one of the, uh, with one of the dudes, his name's Gary, uh, from South Africa and they black out and they wake up and in the morning, somebody posted a picture on Facebook and it's two dudes with like, coffee cups and an empty bottle of Jack Daniels, like face down on the floor of the hotel, like just fully like blacked. And I was like, I was like, well, that's the filmer I hired for sure on the right. And that's Gary over there. And, uh, you know, everyone thought it was like pretty funny. It like yeah. wasn't like a super big deal, but I was like, Oh, this is day two. Yeah. Like, that was day. That was like day two of this, of this trip. And, uh, you know, but it ended up being really cool because like we, you know, we had all these experiences. We did that. Like we basically did that program for seven days on the way to Sturgis. Yep. We got a couple of interviews on the way, but like once we got to Sturgis and we started doing the interviews, like we had already been trained, like trading these stories over beers at like three in the morning and stuff. So we kind of have like a better idea and like they knew us, we knew them and it worked out really well. Um, you know, and then, we kind of took those Indians and, and, uh, afterwards we had to go to, um, 
we had to go to the Super Hooligans race uh-huh. in Utah. And so Preston and I were like, well, it doesn't make sense to go home all the way home, drop off the bikes, and then have to go back to Utah when it's only a week away after Sturgis. And it's an Indian-sponsored event. So in our, you know, amazing minds, it was probably like a, uh, a good idea to just, ride around the country for seven days and then go to Utah and then go home. Yeah, that makes sense. And It's on your yeah, way. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, you know, so then uh, we picked up a passenger. Uh, she was great. Her name was Krista. Uh-huh. She she got on the back of Preston's bike, now helmet and flip-flops and was just a <laughs> uh, ponytail in the wind, 100 miles an hour the wow. entire way. Wow. Uh, went to Utah. We went through uh, Beartooth Pass. We did Yellowstone. We did, uh, where else did we go? Oh, uh, Grand Tetons and, and Jackson Hole and all that. And I've never been to any of those places. No, me neither. And uh, getting to experience them on a motorcycle was just the, the coolest thing ever. Yeah. You know, and then, and then, uh, and then we went and shot a, uh, shot a, uh, uh, that Super Williams race in Utah. And then uh, pinned it home for a couple days, and then I rode solo out to Four Quarters Motorcycle Rally in uh, Colorado because it was also an Indian-sponsored event. Yeah, wow. (laughs) That worked out for you. Yeah, no, it worked. It was just such a crazy long summer. Um, But that's, I guess, what convinced me to buy a bagger and what led me to, uh, you know, go from – Riding a Sportster to a Dyna and now a 2020 Road Glide. Yeah, that's big dick shit right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, I was like, you know what? You know what's funny? I think I started this year. I was like, 2020 going to be my year. I'm going to buy a 2020 because I know it's going to be my year. And, like, all of a sudden it was just like, ah, no, like coronavirus, you're fucked. Yeah, you're right. Like, you, you guys just been chilling at home now, huh? I mean, I seem to be doing some riding, but for the most part you're just fucking home or what? Yeah, I mean, we've been trying to ride around as much as possible and, like, just kind of keep, you know, normalcy. Like, I've still been hanging out as much as I can, um, you know, doing as much work as I can right now because yeah. I don't think I get any of those Trump bucks. So, like, yep. I'm still, like, dude. And, and honestly, I think I already kind of had it. So I went to Italy for a motorcycle show and came back and, you know. Yeah. So, and it was, like, the, play, it was like the, the place that I was was, like, exactly where – that kind of shit started so i was like oh, i wonder if i had it but i don't know i haven't been too worried about it and but the only thing that sucks is just not traveling like dude not flying anywhere this is the most i've slept in the same bed consecutively for the last probably five years of my life jesus you know so that's that's kind of weird but uh but yeah as far as staying home dude i live with uh, wheelie pig yeah, yeah. So it's me him and his, it's me him and his chick like i'm super pumped we get along super good we actually just broke out Dude, like, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I grew up to be, like, I grew up as a nerd, like, really bad. Like, I played World of Warcraft and was on the debate team when I was in, like, middle school and shit. <laughs> That's what's up right there. And, oh, <laughs> dude, we won, like, state and stuff. It was bad. Um, but, uh, but we, we busted out the Xbox. I have an Xbox One. Uh, Zach Death actually let me borrow it when I was working full time climate desk uh-huh. and uh, i never gave it back so uh <laughs> i now have an xbox and it was just sitting in my my closet for like two years and finally i was like we, i was at home enough where i was like you know what i'm just gonna set it up and we set up like a whole like gaming room thing to like play xbox and now we've just been dude we've just been murking fools on uh on call of duty Warzone. it's been oh, bad really? 
Yeah, I can't do oh, that. Dude. I don't. I don't have that kind of stuff, man. Or I'm, I'll just be fucking. I'll just won't even show up to work anymore. I'll just play video games. Oh, dude, it's so it's so bad. Like I need to get rid of that thing like yeah. super quick because it's like such a drain. Because like what I do, I'm like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. I'm the same exact way. And I'll download like a game on my fucking iPad or something and play it for like two or three days, and I delete it. You know what I mean? Like I can't keep it that long term shit, or I'll, it'll just it's a bad it's bad news for me, man. Video games are too fun, too fucking fun. Uh, had to take a sip from the beer hat. Oh yeah. So how but, has it been yeah, for you? I mean, How's it been for you? Like going from just taking random photos to like actually like working for Arlen Ness now. I mean that's a that's an adventure man. in itself and a wild uh, a wild fucking you know achievement. I would feel. I would feel. Yeah, I mean, dude, it was so crazy. I didn't even know what I was getting asked to do. I guess when I started, um, but it really started with like unknown industries and kind of like how that started was through was through oaks and then uh when i went from you know i was doing a lot of music photography at the time and then you know he was managing unknown at the time and so he was like hey do you want to shoot photos of these dudes doing like wheelies on harleys like dude i didn't even ride a harley yeah. back then <laughs> and uh, i didn't ride anything back then i'd never even ridden a motorcycle i knew nothing about motorcycles. oh wow i didn't grow up like that so you just came and, in you came in it straight yeah, from world of warcraft yeah, I came in. It. I, well, I've been doing music photography and like parties. Like World of Warcraft stopped at like 15 and at 16, like partying and music photography. Like, dude, I was in high school when I started shooting for stuff for Oaks. I was actually like, oh, wow. All right. So I'm going to just, I'm going to start from the beginning. I'm going to start from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, let's, let's rewind here. Uh, so when I was 16, I was at this show in uh, Irvine, California. It's where they have uh, Born Free. Yep. And. Oaks's, uh, Oaks's, at the time, his interns were there at a company that started called Ding. And what Ding did was made uh, skins for your phones back when everybody had 37 million different phones and they all had like different designs on them. And it was like bands and designs and all that kind of stuff. And his interns were there and it was 2009 and his interns were like, dude, like we forgot our camera, man. Like we need help. Like, can you, and we, they thought I had a camera. And so they gave me uh, an all access pass to the show to escape the fate and story of the year and shot photos of it. And then like they sent them to Oaks. And then three weeks later, Oaks was like, Hey, I need a photographer for the X games after party in LA. And so I started shooting the, uh, I went there, my mom dropped me off because I was 16 <laughs> and, uh, I was inside and at midnight, my mom called me. She was like, Hey, I'm outside. This is by, by the way, this is the X games after party with like a red carpet and it's at the Avalon club in like Hollywood. Jesus. And big leagues, <laughs> big league, like dude, Pharrell played. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, oh, what this, the fuck? This, yeah, like yeah, big like big shit. Sixteen like, years old. MTV cameras are there and stuff. I was on the red carpet. I was like sixteen. And I'm just like shooting with this shitty point and shoot. I'm like taking pictures. And Oaks is like, dude, you're our photographer. Get on this side of the gate. And he pulled me like <laughs> onto the red carpet. I'm like getting photos of, like Pharrell and like fucking Deegan and all the metal militia dudes and all the rally dudes. And it was like a full on thing. Well, it's midnight and I'm in the, it's at like the top of the club and it's like sponsored by Jägermeister. It's like a VIP room. Uh-huh. And, uh, my mom calls me. She's like, Hey, you got to go. Like you have school in the morning. It's on a Wednesday or something like that. I was like in the middle of the week. And, and I was just like, Oh man, I have school in the morning. Like I found out. And I was like, Hey man, 
I gotta go. I got my mom's outside. He's like, what do you mean your mom's outside? And I was like, yeah, dude, she said I got school in the morning. I gotta go. And he was like, like college. And I was like, dude, I'm 16. He's like, you can't be fucking in here. It's like free Jägermeister shots and like half naked chicks everywhere. And like, I was like, oh, okay, my bad. And he's like, dude, I don't even know if I can fucking pay you. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And uh, then, so after that, I got kept getting called back and called back and called back for projects and projects and projects. I shot music for like four years and, you know, did a bunch of cool ass shit, like Slayer, got to shoot fucking uh, uh, Buck, or Chuck Berry, like the you know, oh, Johnny wow. the Good Chuck Berry. Yeah, like got Rad. to shoot him at Irvine Lake too, actually. I was like 17 at the time and they had a free open bar and I had a backstage pass. They didn't ID me. So I was just wasting shooting Chuck Berry. Jesus. That was, that was super funny. That would have uh, been a cool experience right there. Yeah, no, got to do like uh, Rob Zombie, Marilyn Manson back in the day. Got to do uh, Toby Keith, like a bunch of cool shit. So yeah. but then after uh, music, there's no money in music photography in case anybody is wondering. There just isn't. Oh God, not Dino's. We'll get to Dino's, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, so then um, he Oaks approached me and was like, "Hey, I have this project where to shoot wheelies and Harleys," and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds dope." And uh, it was unknown. And I think the first it was uh, it was a music video for Red Light King, but the second uh, the second thing that I did for unknown was I flew up to Petaluma. It was the first time I went to Petaluma and I, uh, we, we shot all these cool photos. I still have, a, I still have that photo shoot somewhere on a hard drive, but it was like the first photo shoot I did. I think, uh, Jeff Holt and, uh, one of the hot bike photographers, I think it was John Zamora. It wasn't, I don't think it was Ed Subiet, but uh, that's when I met them uh-huh. and they shot a cover for unknown. Well, Oaks is also managing a music tour Uproar at the time. So the plan was to do all that stuff and then go to Uproar the next day. And we got a hotel where like the tour was staying that night. Uh-huh. And we threw this gnarliest hotel party <laughs> ever it ended at like five in the morning. We had to get on the bus to go to the venue at 6am, which was like 25 miles away. Woke up at like 11 a.m., fully blacked out on Jägermeister, called Nick from Unknown. Jesus. I had met this guy once in my life. And I was like, I need a ride. I've never traveled before. I'm like 21. (laughs) (laughs) Please give me a ride. And uh, he gave me a ride to the show and and everything. And I gave him some photos and ended up working out pretty good. But, But yeah, from then and then started working with Unknown. Uh, a lot actually doing a bunch of stuff for, for them. And then uh, Zach Ness had a, um, had a TV show called let it ride. Uh And it was on Nat geo and he had the unknown industries guys uh, come on and like do some, some stuff for that show. And so then uh, he, he saw that I was doing stuff for them and he hit me up on Instagram. He's like, Hey man, how would you feel about coming up? And like, shooting some of our our bikes for us and i was like yeah that would be sick and so i think the first nest shoot i ever did we went to go scout a location and we took zach he had just bought a z06 took zach z06 so we were like 130 miles an hour down the back road jesus and he was like 
hey, man, how do you feel about, like, doing stuff for us and, like, working more for us? Rah, rah, rah. I'm like, yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Titties. Titty. Um, Give me my $3, Jeff. I want that Jeff. $3, Jeffy trolling. <laughs> Give me that money. That's my stimulus check right there. <laughs> That's my stimulus check. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, so then uh, – so then uh, I started shooting more and more stuff with uh, with Ness, and he offered me a full-time job. So I took it, and then I ended up realizing that I just wasn't cut out for a full-time job. Yeah. So I kind of just told him, like, hey, man, like, I- I'm quitting. Like, I- I'm just not an office person, but I still want to do the same thing for you. And thank God he said yes. Wow. Um, so now I'm like back into just like I run the Instagram and stuff like that. And I do a lot of their like advertising photos. Like I pretty much shot anything that's not like a product shot yep. in the catalog is like my photo. Uh, so I pretty much shot the catalog and like the whole website and everything like that. So um, that's kind of where we're at now wow. with, with that. And then obviously I got a bunch of other clients that I've like picked up and done stuff along more the way, but those are definitely like my three, you know, biggest ones and yeah. everything, especially like unknown. But the, um, it seems like the, the, you know, the relation to each um, client, we'll call them, was you getting wasted and somehow managing to work for that client. It's like, honestly, kind of a gift that I have <laughs> and I, or a skill that I think I made from like the music world uh-huh. and like, it's like, dude, like, I don't know what it is, but I'll go get drunk at like a bar at your biker event or whatever. And then I'll end up with like three new clients the next morning. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. I don't know why it works, but it does. It sounds like you're living the fucking life, man. I mean, fuck. I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. It's rough out here for a, for a freelancer. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And that's, what's crazy. Like, you know, I think everybody who know, you know, in the motorcycle industry, in our industry that we all are in, you know, if they don't know who you are at this point, they they just been sleeping under a rock, you know. You've just been crushing it in a in a very difficult, um, you know, difficult profession, um, and it gets yeah, more man. and more difficult every single fucking day as technology gets better and better. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely hard, and I mean, I think that like the biggest thing is like you can have all these skills, and you can be, you know super good at what you do but if you're not out there all the time and like hustling and like really trying to get out there it's it's, it's really hard and also if you're just kind of a douchebag people don't like you no so like yeah i've learned that from the hard way <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's, it's just like one of those things where it's like dude if you don't belong don't belong but what's going to cool about like the motorcycle world in general is the kooks seem to get like weeded out yeah. on their own. Like they leave on their own. And then it's just like, I think, I think Preston said it best. We were in Austin one time and we were at this bar and the bar closed and everybody's like hanging out, looking for stuff outside the bar at like 3am. And, uh, you know, the group whittles down and whittles down and whittles down into this core group of like four or five people. And like yep. they have this crazy adventure and stuff. And like, ended up at this fucking wild ass apartment and, and everything and left at like six in the morning. And he was like, you know what? Like I, like we didn't choose this group. This is just who ended up here. But like, this is the group that I would have chosen to end up here. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like yep. it's just one of those things. Um, I heard you say something about a, a hotel party, but one of the, the famous hotel oh, parties, man. are we going to talk about the Durango? I think it's time uh, to talk about the club. 
Oh, I think it's time to talk about Club 433. I see Stacy wanted to hear about it. I seen her comment in there. It's time. Oh, God. Uh, Okay, so I guess it all started like a couple nights before the pool party is when we really started uh, beefing with that hotel. So we had that hotel. uh, What is it called? It's the... uh, What the Sky U. Sky U Casino. Sky U Casino. There you go. It just slipped my mind. I feel like the least I could do is shout them out, for, uh, <laughs> which is a great. And honestly, like if you're in the Durango, Colorado, southwestern Colorado area, and you're looking for just a nice place to go with your family and friends, if we're not there, yeah, probably like a great place. They it have is. good casino, they have good food, they have a good pool. Yeah, their pool is legit. Place. When I went down it, to the pool dude, this pool last year, I was like, what? Yeah, I was. I was kind of surprised how dope the pool was. All indoor oh. and badass. And it's open till midnight, not yeah. 10, like every other hotel pool. Yeah. that's and, a- Oh, yeah. The tribal police were definitely wanting me. So I guess it started with, uh, you know, the year before I saw the hotel pool and I was like, dude, this is the dopest fucking pool ever. We need to throw a pool party here. And then this year we started going down there because more and more people were staying at the hotel. And so, you know, we were just hitting random people up like, we're hitting the pool. We're hitting the pool. We're hitting the pool. And like the second or third night, hotel security started coming down there and like busting us for drinking in the pool. Yeah. And like getting rowdy and stuff. And then, so they kicked us out of the pool. So we went to the parking lot where like the stunt show was set up. Cause that's kind of like, that was like our area. We had the trailers over there. Yep. We had like, you know, the, like when you're, when you're doing an event, like your little like 10 by 20 area becomes like your space. Yeah. Your home. Like, yeah, you can't kick me out of here. Is, My name's on the, on the fucking tent. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We're at the Speed King's tent. And, uh, the tribal, the, the hotel security comes to the parking lot. They're, they're like, you can't drink here, man. And I was like, dude, you just kicked us out of the pool for drinking. Why can't I drink here? She was like, if you have a, tr- if you have a problem with it, take it up with tribal council i looked at her i was like you mean like survivor <laughs> and she didn't she didn't think that that was like super funny at all like at all and then i was like listen where are we supposed to drink and she was like you can drink in your rooms and i was like listen you don't want us to do that like yeah. she, this is a conversation that was had like before beforehand like i was like you do not want us drinking in the rooms. like you're trying to contain all of this fucking people partying in yeah, one chaos. small area like it's gonna get rowdy Complete like when chaos. we're out here in the open it's a little it's a little bit it's you know it's not as much pressure yeah and uh and so then the last night after getting hassled for our beers in the hot tub for three days dump truck and i who is my roommate oh god uh, on this adventure that's it. no wonder uh, it was just non-stop Oh yeah, we 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 decided to take the last half day and play at a pool party for the everybody staying at the casino that we knew, and so we went to uh, we went to Walmart. We got the Jungle Juice jugs, but we got they had a they had a uh, locker room, so we got jugs that would fit in the locker, and then we got like <laughs> fucking I think we got like Bacardi and vodka and like some other rum and some tequila and a bunch of those like concentrate juices yep. from like uh, from Walmart. And uh, we made jungle juice. Wow. And we put the cups, we gave the chicks one, and then we put one in the dude's locker room, and we had the cups, and a bunch of people brought their own booze and everything. And we, I think we partied until, like, 11, 11.30, and then they, like, they went into the uh, they went into the, the locker rooms, and they stole all the booze. Like, they confiscated all the booze. No way. I remember one chick, 
one chick, she saw them and she ran into the locker room and she hit it in the trash can. She hit the booze <laughs> in the trash can. And after they left, she pulls it out and she's like, I've been to prison. I know how this works. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah. It's a we still got food. Wow. So then after they kicked us out of the pool, we go to our room. Mine and Dump Truck's room was literally right across the hall from Holden's room. Oh God! Club four, I he was Club Four Thirty Three. We're Club We're uh, We were Lounge Four Thirty. <laughs> like that's the how green we room. were. Like people were just coming. Like we had a balcony, so like you could just like come in our room and like there was like chill music on. You could like smoke weed and like relax. <laughs> and then like and then like and then across the hall was like this is the most raging party. They brought like a boombox. I think it's peak. There was like fifteen people in like a, a tiny ass double hotel room. Wow! And we they, the hotel security probably came like four or five times and I just slammed the door on them and I was definitely on one and uh, slammed the door on them like four or five times and I just remember like dude like Cruzy was there Will I, I don't know Willis was there I think Willis was there dude it's like so hard to like say who was there and who wasn't Stacy was there there was a bunch of people we had all these floaties that we had blown up from the pool party like in there it was like a full-on rave dude it was like and, girls gone uh, wild and shit oh dude it was wild and we had like a five dollar bill stuck to the wall just and, oh man i it was it was bad well it's like five four thirty five in the morning and uh jimmy comes up and he's like dude i was just in the lobby there's cops are here and i was like i don't give a shit take me to jail i'm ready to go to jail and then as soon as the cops come up to the to the room i'm just like dude i don't want to go to jail tonight <laughs> just kidding. and i answer the door i had tiger shorts on and a pink flamingo pool floaty with like the whole like <laughs> flamingo head on it and i answer the door to a sheriff and two tribal police oh, and i'm like oh hey boys uh what can i do for you and they were just like uh we need to talk to holden and i was like holden I, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of him. They had a giant, like, it was like this big by this big printout of Holden's ID. And I was like, I, I don't know who that is. I've never heard of him, man. And he was just like, he was like, well, it's his room. And I was like, yeah, dude, like, we're here. We're all working. Like, dude, there's a thing with the hotel rooms. Is like, we all just kind of trade keys around. I, I, just, I don't know whose room that is. We're just kind of partying here. I'm so sorry. It won't happen again. And I go on for like 10 minutes and the cop looks at me after 10 minutes. He goes, yeah, you guys need to get the fuck out <laughs> right now. And, and I was just like, uh, and then Holden walks out and they're like, are you Holden? He's like pretending that he just woke up. He's like, yeah, man, what, what's up? What can I do for you? <laughs> and they're like, oh, I thought you'd never seen him. And I was like, oh, you, you meant him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that guy. <laughs> Long story short, they were, they were, uh, well, oh, for, so then, so then they're like, you guys need to get the fuck out of here. Like there wasn't, like they weren't negotiating with us. Yeah, and it's I, done. This is like 30 miles away from the nearest town, like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And we're all smoked. Like we were like, dude, how are we going to get out of here? And I looked at the cop and I'm like, dude, we're all wasted. Like we can't drive. Where are we supposed to go? And the cop looks at me and he just goes, that's not my fucking problem. Wow. And I was just like, okay, like, we need to figure this out. And I look at one of the cops, and my room was right across the hall, and I was like, all right, listen, man, human to human, give me a fighting chance tonight. 
I need shoes because I have some pool attire and I need my wallet. If I have my shoes and I have a wallet, like I'll probably survive. If I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to sit in the casino. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. I had a I phone call. Through. And the cops are freaking the fuck out and banging on the door and shit. I go in their dump truck. As soon as he had heard that there's cops involved, he was like, ran away. And I didn't know where he went. He was in our room and he was starfished out on the bed, fully naked, dick out. <laughs> and it was like his, it was like his defense mechanism. <laughs> And so, and so I, uh, I, uh, I went, I'd like get all my shit and the cops banging on the door and the cops like, Hey man. Um, or he was like, yeah, open this door right now. What are you doing in there? What are you doing in there? And I opened the door and I'm like, I'm like, Oh dude, sorry. It just closed. He's like, what do you have going on in there? And I was like, dude, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. He's like, ah, sure. I don't. Bar just passed me. He's like, oh, God, I didn't need to see that. And I was like, honestly, man, that one was on you because <laughs> I told you that you didn't want to see it and you didn't believe me. <laughs> but yeah, that was the, uh, I think, oh, and then I had to get, oh, we almost, actually, we almost died on the, on the taxi drive uh, back to uh, Durango because, uh, we so we finally end up. I called a taxi. It was a hundred dollars to go to Durango. Jesus! Taxi driver picks us up at like four thirty in the morning. The cops are all sitting there watching us leave, and it was a two hundred dollar hotel room for four hours. Fuck! Okay, oh, you guys had to get the fuck out of the hotel room completely. Like you weren't we coming back. The pro- we had to leave the property. They oh, wouldn't wow. let us stay on the property. Like we couldn't stay in the cars uh, like outside. Like we had to fully leave the property jesus so on the way on the way to the on the way to the town uh we're doing like 90 the taxi driver's just hauling out because he has like an airport pickup or something that he has to do and all of a sudden the taxi driver's like <laughs> and a deer kid come running oh, right out in front of us dude, we almost smoked that thing Jeez. got to the hotel and then we had we were able to go back the next morning and get and get all of our shit but did they yeah, say- that was the story of the uh, of the uh, Sky Ute Casino this last this last Four Corners motorcycle rally. So if you're looking for a good time, <sighs> that's the good time right Four there. Four Corners has got it all. Did they say anything to you um, when you guys came back to get your shit? Uh, apparent. I wasn't there for this, but apparently the manager was uh, was was like in the hotel room with them while they were getting their shit, and like we kind of maybe like messed up that hotel room a little bit and oh, wow. he's just like i don't believe this wow. but uh oak said oak said the the general manager he called the general manager with it over i texted oak at like four in the morning and i was like so good news and better news good news nobody went to jail better news we have a taxi sponsor for next year's four corner motorcycle rally <laughs> And he texted me back at like five hours later. He's like, what the fuck happened last night? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't me. Yeah. I got word. I mean, cause I left that, that, that evening I left. I, when everything was said and done, I got in the van and drove home. So that was probably it. That was probably a good choice. Yeah. I actually gave my room to, uh, who did I give my room to? I gave it to bones and I think I gave it to the Crucy guys. I don't know. I gave my hotel room away, whatever I had left of it. And then, and then I left and, uh, 
I did remember getting like a phone call or a text the next day and Holden was like, I got kicked out of the hotel last night. I'm just like, ah, fuck. You yeah, know, no, it was being that they're that under, they're in the hotel under the Speed Kings, you know, name and stuff. And I'm like, ah, and I was just kind of waiting. I never said anything. I just was waiting for a phone call from somebody to <laughs> well, tell me and, something. And Oak said that he talked to like the general manager, and the general manager was like, yeah, I never got a phone call about it. So if I don't get hit up about it, it's probably not a big deal. Yeah, fuck it then. <laughs> and uh, and it, uh, he was like. He said that he could get the the surveillance footage of me answering the door of the cops with the pink, pink flamingo pool floating on. I was like, dude, I need that footage. I want to know what's going to happen this year because I mean, we're going to stay at that casino again. Do they think they got you guys on fucking uh, hanging on the oh, wall? Man, Don't staying, serve this I'm guy. Staying, I'm staying at the I'm staying at the at the at the campground at the ranch. I was promised. I was promised a cabin. Yep. on that land. Yep. And uh, so, and so is Wheelie Pig. So I think what me and the Wheelie Pig's plan is we're going to go down to the hardware store. We're going to get some, uh, some wood and some cement and we're going to, we're going to go stake our claim on that land Boom. somewhere. And that's going to be. Yep. I hear that. I'll be there too. I mean, I was also promised some sort of bungalow at one point, but we're driving the motorhome out this year. So I'm going to park oh, yeah. right in front of the pond and just fucking do like some pond front property right there. Oh yeah. He said we have a choice of Mountain View, Lakefront, uh, Mount. There's like four choices, but yeah. you can't get all four. No, it's a. It, have like, you oh, been we'll there see yet? About that. Have you been to what? that? Pro- have you been to that property yet? No, I haven't been to the property. <sighs> we yet. were there a couple weeks ago. It's fucking wild. Oh yeah, dude. I'm sure. Like, not a not not only is it you know like 200 fucking acres of Durango fucking land that's amazing, but the house that they have on the property, you know, is in yeah. fucking sane. Like he he didn't, oh, yeah. he didn't quite leak out all the details about this shit. He just like, oh yeah, we got this property. There's a little bit more. Yeah, to he it. didn't say it was dope. Yeah, well, it was, it's gonna be sick because it's like, dude, like there was like. It, it was. It's been shitty for the last two years. The the biggest thing is like half your homies are like a quick third of your homies are staying at Purgatory. Yep. A third of your homies are staying at the racetrack in town, and a third of your homies are staying in at Skyview. And yeah. all of those places are very fucking far from each other. They are. They are. So like it'll be. It'll be better or like worse, depending if you're like a security person or someone who cares about rules. Yep. Um, to have all those people in one place. Yeah. Um, I remember last year with you, we were going to go on that veterans ride, and it was like me and you, <laughs> and, and and I started riding um, with you guys, and and I almost got like, taken out by like a trike or something like that, and then uh, I looked at my gas tank and realized it was empty, and I was boned out. But when you came back, you're like worst ride ever. Dude, that ride was awful. So, like, first of all, I think that was the night before. It was me and Holden. There was a bunch of people, and I remember we were at the we were at the racetrack party. Oh, Maddie, Maddie, we were partying with Maddie. Maddie was staying at the racetrack. Partying with Maddie at the racetrack, and it was like four in the morning. I was like, dude, I'm going back to the hotel. Found an Uber, like miraculously, and got an an uber back to the hotel at four in the morning went to bed at like 4 45 brandy woke me up at like 7 45 and was like knocking on my door and she's like let's do tequila shots <laughs> and i was just like nah that's all i could get out like i was like so tired and say was just nah <laughs> so like three hours later got up and then went to go do this veterans ride uh it first of all 
some dude blew a corner out in front of me at 25 miles an hour going 25 miles an hour <laughs> went all the way to the rail and almost got smoked by a car i was just like oh great some other dude stepped right in front of me or stopped right in front of me to pack a lip of chew and i was just like dude you're fucking kidding me right like like i almost hit him And then it was like 107 degrees and we went to New Mexico. Like there was like so much good riding in that area. And that ride went to like the shittiest place in New Mexico. It looks like the high desert. It was awful. And then, and then it was me and Aaron visuals. And like, we, we got like a couple photos and some video and we were just like, all right, fuck this dude. We went back and it was like an hour and a half ride back to Durango. And we were just, we were, and it was like 103 degrees. I was just so over it in so many different ways. I'm glad I made the choice to just turn around. I literally, I looked down at my tank and I was like, fuck, I never even got gas. And I just turned somewhere. You made, you made made such a good choice. That ride was, (laughs) that ride was terrible. (laughs) Jesus. How do you feel right now with all these events just getting shut down? I mean, are these events that are happening usually big money makers for you? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I make so much money off events. I think about half of my income oh, man. comes from doing comes from doing events. So I mean it sucks that everything's getting shut down. I'm spending less money though, so that's kinda of evening out because yeah. like dude, like you're when you're a freelancer and you work an event, like a bit longer event and you're getting paid by like four or five different people, it's like you don't really invoice any of them for your flights. You just charge them all and then you just pay for your own shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah, so like I'm spending less, but I'm making less. So it's like, eh, still, it 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 sucks. And also, like, dude, I just miss my fucking friends. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. That you travel all the time, it's got to be a little bit uh, of a situation because uh, you know you, now you're stuck at home. Where are you guys at? You guys are what city are you guys in right now? Fairfield. 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 Like okay. near near like in between Sacramento and Oakland. Yeah. So I mean, and you're just stuck there for the most part. I mean, you get to go ride a little bit and shit like that. But I mean. You're not really yeah, traveling. Like, dude, like I, I go to, I go to SoCal probably like once or twice a month. Like my parents live down there. Yep. So I go to SoCal a lot and it's like, I mean, like, I don't think that this shit's a big deal, but I'm still not going to hang out with my parents very often yeah. during the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's like, I haven't really been down there and then like, I might be going to Vegas, but that's the only one. I'm, my birthday's coming up in May. So what, what are you going to do there? Go to Vegas. Everything Dude, seems like it's shut the down. They're all the, the boys in Vegas. Their program has not changed whatsoever. All None I see of them is, had jobs. Yeah, and right. All of them just rode motorcycles all day, and now they don't have jobs and they ride motorcycles all day. They do the it's the same thing. That's true. Are closed. Yeah. Holden's Hold just been on that BMX bike all the time. So I think I think it's all good. We can just go drink at their houses. Set it up right. Get like a speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, I'll be there. I'll be there. Yeah, let's go. Right, I've been. I, you know, now like I like riding to Vegas. I don't know why. It's a fucking. I guess because maybe I've driven it so many fucking times, you know, and riding there, it's just so much more fun. And uh, so I want to. I'm almost done. I'm almost where the bagger can come off the lift and I can ride it. So I'm like, man, I should just ride to Vegas and back, you know, because it's fucking. There's nothing to do there anyways now. Yeah, no, but it's kind of cool. Like I, I literally want to go like. take some dope photos down the strip while it's all closed off like that oh. just never dude they closed the casinos they net like the casinos are never closed like yeah. dude, there was a whole ass mass shooting and they didn't even close the casinos. yeah there. they just rope like, off they, an area 
They just roped off an area. I'm pretty sure the Mandalay Bay was like back into operation like a few days later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, it is crazy. How long they've been closed for now? I mean, is it, it's got to be a couple of weeks now, right? I think it's coming up on a month. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's crazy. Like, like dude, they they're not ever going to do that again. No, like, there's, there's just no way. So it's like kind of a crazy thing to see. Is like, <laughs> I just. Uh, I just saw uh, Jeff's comment. He's like, I'm acting like my life changed so much because I worked a job for a month and got laid off. My life just went back to normal. <laughs> that's true right there. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to go to Vegas. Uh, my friend Taylor, she went to Vegas and like they were, I was like, damn, that looks like so much fun. I might, I might end up riding there. I don't know. But plane tickets are also 50 bucks round trip. Yeah. Aren't, aren't you a little worried about that fucking uh, recirculated air from all these fucking scumbags right now, though? Nah. Fuck it. Just fold your beard up. Fuck fucking it. cover like, that dude, shit. That's what I'm saying. I think I already had it. Yeah. Like, I'm not that worried. It's yeah. like, honestly, whatever. It's God's plan. Yeah. Whatever. I kind of feel that. I kind of feel this. I mean, yeah, I'm not really worried about the God part, but I kind of feel like it's just going to be what it's going to be. You know, it's never yeah. going to go away at this point. It's always going to be around. So what can we all do? I mean, we just have to sit and wait or to, you know, fucking, I don't know. I got really yeah, sick at the it, end of last year too. So I don't know if I, you know, I got so sick. I didn't come to the shop for a week. Yeah, no, that's how, that's how, that's how I felt. I dude, it was the same. It was like one of the sickest I've ever been. Yeah. I was just laid up on the you fucking know. couch. Oh shit. Caesar says I have a Dinah I can ride if I go to Vegas. Caesar I said did, that? I might just fly there, but I want to ride the bagger far. Like, dude, I haven't been able to do like a, uh, a far bagger trip yet. Yeah, that's what I was so, going to ask you too. I, if you've been able to get on that bagger and really spread its wings. I got it in January. It's got like 1,100 miles on it, which isn't that much. Yep. Um, you know, I've just been kind of riding around here. There just hasn't really been a place to go. I made a rule at the beginning of this year. I said, I love to travel, but I'm only going to travel if I can make money. Yeah. Like That's like my prerequisite for traveling because yeah. I admit so much money in the last two years on traveling and I made decent money, but like a lot of the trips were like just not really necessary. They were just for fun. So I was like, all right, if I try, if I go somewhere, I have to make money there. So now with there being no events, it's just like, dude, I can't go anywhere. Cause I'm not going to go make any money. Yeah. Right. So now it's just all for fucking fun. Yeah. So now it's all for fucking fun. But yeah. then I don't know. I have a, I have a travel budget that I haven't been using. So I might, might use that for some, for some fun. There you no go. one makes money. Come to Vegas. Yeah. I'm on my way, Jeff. Right. This episode of shooting the shit with speed Kings is brought to you by clockworks from windshields to fenders. Clockworks brings the quality, the leader in air management with the original patent flare windshield. Their fenders are stamped and e-coded to bring you the quality you demand. Check out these and other products at speed-kingcycle.com. Get clocked. There you are. Cracking another cracking bottles. It's 11 a.m. We're quarantined. Fuck You're it. allowed to day drink. Yeah, you know, it's been one of the funny things about this is all the memes that have been coming out for this shit, you know. It's uh, I seen one the oh, other day. Dude, it was um like the Simoleons, was that 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 uh, Tom Hanks movie with the Simoleon pirates and shit, you know. Yeah, it's Captain Phillips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the Simoleon pirate like uh, saying like coffee 
beer is coffee now or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I would no, just like, laugh. All the, all the memes are so funny out of this. And, like, dude, like, people are just being ridiculous. And it's funny because, like, I've been a freelancer, you know, for the last four or five years now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, y'all are new to this? Y'all right. are new to 11 a.m. beers? Right, exactly. Um, I don't know. I've, I've cut back on drinking a lot in the last, uh, going on a year now and stuff. But even, with, 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 I don't know, probably two years ago when we were doing this, I would come and start the morning with like a bong rip and fucking some rum chata coffee and just start working here, you know. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. But things that got a little bit more serious around these parts, so I got to be a little bit more focused, unfortunately. I'm not, I'm not that good at being like high as fuck and getting shit done. I'm more good at being like high as fuck and ordering pizza. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That's, how'd that one work out? That's good. We're going to order some yep. pizza now, right? Oh yeah. No, oh. it's funny. Like dude, when I'm at home, like I, I actually don't drink that much. The only reason I'm drinking right now is because, uh, you know, Street cred. Nervous on the podcast. We gotta get that street but, cred up, you know, like, oh shit, JG's a straight G motherfucker drinking and oh, them yeah, negros sure. at eleven AM. <laughs> yeah. It's eleven AM on a Wednesday. You ain't got no job. You ain't got nowhere to go. Right. You got fired on your day off. Yeah, hard on your day off. <laughs> uh, so you know, going back to like the Arlen Ness shit, man, I still kind of trip out on that. That you're doing all this stuff. How stoked are you? And like, where do you see this documentary that you're working on going? Is this something that's going to be just released like on um, uh, YouTube, or is this going to be like fucking straight up LA original style on Netflix? We're we're kind of like working all that stuff out. Like, yeah. dude, the the that is one part that the like coronavirus thing really did fuck for a lot of us is like dude our whole like the whole like director and like production team that we have on this is all like in LA and uh-huh. like all they they do like professional you know documentaries for a living like yeah. all the time and so having them um having them like down there is kind of fucked us because they have just like not necessarily been personally impacted but like all of their jobs have shut down so they've just been like trying to like figure out what they're going to do. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yep. they're trying to figure out how they're going to, you know, their next moves. But now they've gone from like, they figured out like their crisis control and now they're going back into like production mode, which is good. So like we've been back on emails with them and like getting back into a schedule. Like we had all the interviews scheduled with the Ness family. Um, like I was in Daytona for bike week on like March, like 14, 15, 16th in that area. And they uh like i literally like was gonna shoot AFT flat track fly home and then the first interview was that monday uh-huh. and uh you know i flew home early and they canceled AFT flat track like that was when shit was hitting the fan and uh we like had to make the call to like basically like scrub the production just because it was like so gnarly like people had to get home people were like trying it was it was crazy so now we're back on track. We're starting to get everything uh, more dialed in. Um, I'm super excited for, you know, where it's going to go. We're trying to figure out where it's going to get released on. Originally, we had planned on doing a, like, countrywide release with uh-huh. a bunch of theaters and stuff. Wow. Um, and doing, like, rides from, like, Harley dealers and shops and, yeah. like, people leading their own rides. Like, go see this one-night-only thing in theaters. And we were hoping to do that in, like, May, June. But obviously, like, that isn't even like a in the realm of possibilities at any time in the foreseeable future, 
you know, as far as like movie theaters opening back up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, we got to like come back and figure out what's the best way to like release this thing now um, yep. with how fast everything's changed. But, you know, I think it's, it's still going to be really good. There's going to be a lot of really good history in there. A lot of really cool stories, a lot of cool stuff. You know, he was the man, man. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a, he was like this dude, like I was looking Godfather. through all like doing some of the stuff like that I've been doing with them, like going through like the boxes and scanning in all the photos and everything. Like, dude, dude that, the, the stuff that I've been finding has just been epic. Like the dude literally lived the coolest life ever. He was just so cool. cool. Yeah. And he's so stylish too. Like, dude, it was rad. Like, um, you know, finding photos of him going to the Ferrari factory and the Lamborghini factory and like finding photos of him, like from the bowling league and like finding photos of him on the way to Sturgis and like, you know, all that kind of stuff has been, it's been really, 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 really fucking cool, man. And a, I, a I self-made really guy too history. at that. Self-made. Like, yeah. dude, he's been, it's literally like the epitome of the American dream. Like yeah. he, he started out, he was, uh, he is from, um, oh, where is it? Damn, I'm blanking on the name, and I've literally, like, we're, go- we're going there to film the documentary. <laughs> uh, oh, Moore, Moore, Moorhead, Minnesota. Moorhead, Minnesota. Uh, which uh, is where, when he passed away, Polaris donated $20,000 to All Kids Bike. Um, and, which, if you don't know what All Kids Bike is... It's, I think I'm getting the name of that charity right. It's a charity that their mission is to get every child or kindergarten class in America a Strider bike. Oh, because wow. Because their, their whole mission is to make more motorcycle riders. And the yep. prerequisite of riding a motorcycle is riding a bicycle. And um, a lot of kids, I didn't know this, and this is like worrying to me, but a lot of fucking kids don't know how to ride a bike like it's becoming like kind of the thing of the past because more kids are on xbox and more yep. kids are on you know playstation and all that um a lot of kids like the percentage of kids who know how to ride a bike is down like drastically oh i bet so their whole mission is to get kids on bikes as like at at a young as age as possible and so when he passed away polaris donated twenty thousand dollars in his name to uh all kids bike which is which was awesome, and uh, specifically getting every child in Moorhead a uh, a bike, wow. which is really cool. That they is did very that. cool. Um, yeah, so, but just you know, getting to see all that kind of cool stuff. You know, he was he was just such an innovator and, and so crazy for his time. Oh, big so, time, man! It's a it's wild, dude. It's it's it trips me out. That's why I, I kind of keep asking about it because you know, um, yeah, I've uh, dude, it trips me out. I yeah. think about that all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I'm, I'm trying to think, I mean, when I learned who Arlen Ness was and it, and it had to be something at oh, 20 ish years ago is when I, maybe I learned who he was, you know, just, uh, reading magazines, looking at fucking, you know, magazines and, and, you know, working where I worked and things like that. And it's just like a trip to the, like, know you, especially, I, you know, I've known you for several years now and like seeing you kind of just start, you're, you know, leveling up. Like I said, you know, fucking staying in the trenches and just working and grinding, man, you know, this shit hasn't been handed to you. This shit's been given to you because you've worked your fucking ass off. So it's cool to see where you've like, you know, when I met you where you were and you were still doing rad shit then, but now it's like you're on something that's a little bit of a, a higher level than and than anybody else that I know that does what you do. You know what I mean? So it's a it's a trip to fucking see that and to work with somebody that's so a game changer of this fucking uh you know this whole scene that we're all in is wild to me. 
that's crazy, man. I, I don't know if I've ever thought about it that way. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know. fucking wild. I, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's why it's a trip to me. Like I always think about it. I'm always like, dude, why did I get this? Like, just, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, it was like, so random, I guess. Yep. Like, you know, the progression of Zach hitting me up to, you know, doing stuff, you know, with his company professionally. And then, you know, now going to like Italy with, with Corey and stuff and filming interviews for the documentary and, and putting that whole thing together. It's a, uh, it's definitely a trip, man. Yeah. I mean, um, the places motorcycles is taking you. Oh dude, it found me. Like it's weird. Like I didn't, it, it literally found me. Yeah. Trippy. It is. It and, is. Uh, I mean, you've gone to every, you know, probably every event in the United States for the most part. I mean, you know, you've been to fucking, you've got to just ride, you know, handed over Indian motorcycles through multiple states just because oh, you're dude, bored. I like, I, what I think the about fuck? that all the time. It's like, dude, I, I don't know why I'm like allowed to do this, but yep. I'm like, it's working. So I'm just going to go with it. Just keep so running. It yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking about one of the craziest events. Like, dude, even, you know, it's cool just getting to meet so many different people, too. Because it's like, between, you know, it's like not just stunt dudes. Like, I know stunt dudes. I know, you know, these guys. I know, you know, all these different stunt guys. But then it's like, I also got to meet all these really cool dudes, you know, that are that are like the old school stuff. You know, like Paul Yaffe and uh, and uh, Brian Clock from Clockwork. Yep. And, and uh, all, all those kinds of dudes. Yeah. And you know it's it's rad because they were doing what we're doing, but like thirty years ago. Yep. Yep. And you know, going back to my Sturgis story, like Preston said it best. I think he was like, you know, it's crazy. Like, dude, I've been to Sturgis like four or five times now, and I have my Sturgis pretty dialed because yeah. I'm like, this is where I stay. Yeah. This is where the good drinks are. This is where this bartender is that I know that like will hook me up. Like, this is where this happens. This is where this happens. Like, I have a good like. This is the way I go. Like people all like kind of it's it's like you get to know like you have your places yeah. and you get to know it. Those people have done that for like fifty years. Yep. yep. So like he's like, dude, like they know it the best because they've done it more than anybody else. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and the comic got me. Yeah. Uh but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, it's just been cool. And then, you know, on top of that, it's like meeting, you know, like the East coast dudes yep. and stuff like those dudes are the most, like one of the wildest things I've ever seen in my entire life was the East coast and party. Like, and if you guys don't know what the East coast and party is, East coast and throws a giant party every year for the last like two or three years. Yeah. And it's this giant street ride next to their clubhouse. But it's like, there's like, people literally just like take over the streets. Like, and like, there's like a section where people are just, you know, it's like a gigantic sideshow That's like the size of a whole block in New Haven, Connecticut. But people straight up set, like set up RVs. There was like a hot dog guy. There was like vendors selling merch, but like none of this is permanent or anything. It's like in the middle of a bunch of refineries, trucks are trying to drive through and people, there's literally just thousands and thousands and, thousands of people just like in the middle and then the cops come and no one cares like yeah. it's just not even a thing they're going to like reckless and they're like hey man can you like help us like control this shit <laughs> because and like they were like yeah like i think the general vibe was like we're not gonna arrest this guy because if we arrest this guy like there's gonna be a giant biker riot yeah it's gonna be a fucking like, riot at that point literally like there's like a picture there's a photographer for um uh is so good and he has this picture 
of Reckless sitting on his diner, sitting like this, talking to the cop in the cop car. <laughs> and like the cops are like, yo, you need to get, I have a video too. You need to get uh, all these people out of the street. It's just a safety issue. And Reckless just pulls in the clutch and just rev limiters his bike and goes like this. And the entire street just to the side. Wow. Like, dude, it was sick. And then, like, man, you know, just, like, a bunch of us from the West Coast, like, flew out there. I ended up meeting up with, like, Knack Knack and uh, Sutton Carnall. Yep. And uh, Tallboy and, and a few other homies in New York City. And we took the train up to um, – we took the train up to New Haven, which was like a wild ass experience in and of itself. Um, and then we get off and as soon as we get off the train in front of like 200 people all getting off the train at the same time, they, all the East coast dudes pull up to the train station and sea bears with him, And he has no shirt on Crocs <laughs> and, and, and gym shorts. And he just starts banging out red limiter donuts. And the police station is right on the other side of the train station. And I just got off the train and I was like, this can't be fucking real. And then we go to their clubhouse and we go to like the clubhouse, their like shop or whatever. Like they had a lot of stuff in or that's where a lot of stuff is going on. And uh, when we're at the when we're at the clubhouse, I walk in and dude, it felt like a movie. It felt like Fast and the Furious East Coast style because <laughs> you just walk in, there's like a garage, just like, hey, yo, fuck you, your mother's a whore, your father's a whore, your sister's a whore, everyone you ever fucking knew was a fucking whore in your trash. <laughs> like it was literally like that, dude. It was just but, like oh, I didn't fuck. stop laughing. Most dudes reckless, exposed, like oh, dude, all those East Coast dudes are. Dude, some of the funniest people that I've ever fucking met are the night before the event. It was like 4 a.m., dude. And this is in the hood. Like, we're, it's like in the middle of all the refineries. Yep. And like, at like four in the morning, there's this like 12 year old kid on like, it was like a, it was either a 50 or like a 110 or something. It was a small bike. And this little kid, he's probably 12 years old, is just doing wheelies with all, like, a bunch of dirt bike guys are there. Like, everyone's just kind of session in front of the clubhouse at, like, 4 a.m., middle of the hood. And this little-ass kid is there, and this dude runs out of, it was, like, this 37-year-old dude runs out of gas on his banshee. at a banshee. <laughs> and he's like, fuck, I'm out of gas. My kid ditched me. And the 12-year-old's like, I got you. Goes to the gas station, steals gas. I don't know how, but steals gas. <laughs> Gets chased by the fucking cops. What the fuck? Comes back clean, gives the guy, like, the gas that he stole from somewhere. And then, the, like, after that, like, I remember Exposed was like, hey, kid, you think you might be fucking cool, but let me tell you, your wheelies are still fucking trash and your mother's a whore. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, no. And the kid without a beat goes, hey, Fuck you, old man. You're fucking trash. Aging out here in fucking years. And I was just like, this 12-year-old kid is just hanging out with a friend in the hood while motherfuckers are probably getting shot nearby. Yeah. And just shit-talking a, like, 30-year-old grown-ass man. Like, like it's straight out of the fucking <laughs> movies and shit, huh? Dude, straight out of the movies. It was, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then the next day was actually this. And then just after it, like, when it went 
when it got dark, uh, one of the funniest things I saw was uh, East Coast and had printed out these shirts that said it had a badge on the front and it said <laughs> East Coast and FTP. And on the back, it said, uh, I saved a bunch of money on my car or a bunch of money by not stopping for the cops. <laughs> and he is hanging out of the window at one point telling everybody, Hey guys, they let us burn down the spot. We should probably like they they got they got to go home too. They're getting off. Like they got to change the shift or whatever. So like, if you guys could probably go, that'd be good. Or like at least stop riding. Like they've been really cool. And he's hanging outside the cop car on the PA with a shirt that says FTP on it. Like it was <laughs> the most mind blowing wild shit you've ever seen, dude. And it's just, I like did I was like this isn't real. And then there was the fireworks show. The fireworks show, so where their, like, clubhouse shop thing is, is, like, right here. It's an old church that got turned into a strip club that then went back to being a church and is now their clubhouse. Jesus, that's it's the called, spot right there. <laughs> the, strip, the strip club was called Please Forgive Me For All My Sins. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the spot right there. And, and so, but it goes right, like, the property goes right under the freeway. Like, property, yep, yep, freeway. Yep. Right over. And... Uh, they, dude, it was like a bigger fireworks show than Disneyland. Imagine, <laughs> like, it was like $10,000 worth of those, like, cakes that yeah. blow up, like, they're mortars. Yep, yep. And they, they put it, there's like 10 of them, and they put flares, road flares, on sticks, and they just go around each one. Jesus. And fucking light all of them at the same time. <laughs> and the thing is, though, the, the freeway is high enough where the fireworks were like at the level of the fucking freeway there's like a video that somebody was driving over the freeway and it's just there's just like shit flying across the windshield and it's just massive and meanwhile this is in the middle of all of the refineries like the most ridiculous shit ever dude they don't fuck around out there uh, Dude, they don't, they don't fuck around out there. There was, like, this story that this one kid, there was, like, a car full of dudes, and they hit this kid that was on a side street on a sportster, knocked him out, and put him in the trunk, stole his sportster, and then dumped him in a dirt lot, like, three miles away. Woke up with just his phone in his helmet, and he's just like, what the fuck? Like, called someone, and all his shit was taken. Like, wallet taken. All, like, everything fuck? else except for his phone was taken. Dude, wild. Like, some other fool got, like, shot at a gas station. They're like, yeah, that's not, like, related to us. They're just, like, kind of sketchy around here sometimes. Jesus. That's some crazy <laughs> shit out <laughs> yeah, there. I, I, I got to go, though. I want to check it out because that, that, I've seen the pictures, and, of course, you see that shit all over the Internet when it goes down, and it looks wild out there. Dude, it is fucking bananas like wow. i just i can't say enough of how how bananas that trip really was there's some in the like sea bear and joey and all those dudes they'll tell yep. you like there's something in the water out there oh, and, I like, bet. Like, there's, <laughs> I there there is like there is they're just they're on a different shit yeah like yep. it, but it was so funny because it 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 definitely felt like a movie yeah. like the, the whole thing they're like hanging up you walk in they're hanging up a giant american flag like they're, they're just like everyone's drinking beers hanging yeah. out like blowing off fireworks people are doing wheelies in the front like <laughs> hey i gotta take a piss real quick so that maybe some of these guys want to get in on some of these comments and ask jg some questions i'll be right back yeah go for it
this is the part where you just watch me drink beer. Can you see all who's in here? Oh, you can't see who's in here. Oh, Jack out. Choctaw. Dynamite. Sturgis canceled. I mean, I don't know if Sturgis is canceled, but I'm going. Oil or greenery? Greenery. You are not high enough. I never heard of her. Straight arm that thing. I'm not straight arming this thing. I popped this shirt brand new out of the bag. I'm not straight arming this thing right now. What did you spend my 69 cents on to stay at home, Justin? Bubblegum. Also, you're doing a documentary of all the bikes. What do you think of putting Arlen in the mainstream? Man, I think Arlen was already in the mainstream. I was just kind of like doing it in a different format, to be honest, because um, I don't know. Like, dude, like he was on Biker Buildup. He was on like all the mainstream. Like, he was part of that 2000 motorcycle movement stuff that was just a little before our time. I was in that 2000 motorcycle movement. That's I used to work at Daytech during that time. Oh yeah, yep, yep. That's that's what got me into Harley's. Actually, it was a uh, man. The 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 guys that have been in the industry for a really long time, they talk about two say to the two thousand eight. Like they talk about pre two thousand eight. Like dude, it was the glory days. Like, oh, people huge. were flying around a price. Like, huge. You, you couldn't make parts fast enough. You couldn't spend the money fast enough. Like that's how rich like yep. the motorcycle industry was oh, yeah. during that period. Yeah, it was a totally different time, man. I mean, they were selling bikes for one hundred and fifty thousand fucking dollars. You know, regularly, regularly, regularly. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like they were building whole, you know, empires off of yep. off of that, dude. There was like, you know, you have people, and I mean, Fred Fox, Fred Fox is still rich, you know, and everything, but like that dude was fully like just the Pablo Escobar status yeah. at that point, yep. you know, like exactly. all these dudes were, yeah, you know, it was, and then and then they talk about two thousand and eight. They're like, dude, it was like somebody just shut off the water, the tap, literally. Yep. Just, and yep. it was done. Like yeah. that's how that's how crazy that trend changed so fast. Yeah, it's wild, man. Like I, uh, I worked there for a few years in the heyday of like the busiest time of day tech. You know, when we were fucking when Big Dog and American Iron Horse were sending in semis and shit to pick up all their frames and shit like that. Um, and then uh, I got I got fired. Like I spit in some dude's face. I got fired. Um, and whatever, you know, shit happens. But um, and that I, yeah, at that time I was nineteen, you know, twenty years old around that time. Um, so it was. There was no, like at that time, like you have all these kids now that have motorcycles. They all have Dinas and whatever the fuck they want, really. But at that time in motorcycles, I mean, those were the cool bikes. And there was fucking no way for a 19-year-old kid to have one of those. You know what I mean? Impossible. So I didn't have my first Harley till I was 30 years old. I mean, you know, I got my my 69 Ironhead then. But uh, it was a different fucking time in motorcycles and just just money. Different time, man. Yep, you know. Crazy that those, those times were were wild, man. You know, it was like Arlen was was fully part of that. You know, Arlen uh, Perry and, and Ted Sands from uh, you know started Performance Machine the yep. same year that Arlen started Ness. Yep. You have you know all all those dudes uh, in there. Espinosa's leather, yep. seventy one. Yeah, Espinosa's like, leather. Like it best in crazy the, that like the all, literal all best in the biz right there. Like I don't try. Oh, I, dude, don't, I love. I don't use that term I very often. My, uh, 
Oh, dude, I have my uh, my unknown industries out all night. Yep. Uh, with leather. Yep. That's and it's my favorite thing ever, dude. Oh, yeah. I remember I like I I got that thing and I was like I'm gonna live up to this name. Yeah. And <laughs> and I literally like that vest has been out all night like multiple times. I Hell remember yeah. one of the funniest ones was I was uh, I was out at Sturgis's last night of the Buffalo trip. And uh, we went to the Sailor Jerry party, and it was pouring down rain. And I just had a bottle of Sailor Jerry, and I was just standing in the rain in my cut in my Eskimos <laughs> leather vest, and it was just like out all night, fuck it. <laughs> uh, man, when I got when I got my Espinosas, you know, they measured you and all that stuff. We did a, we did a really cool um, like visits documentary type film with them, and kind of went through the history of Espinosas. It was a really rad one. It's on YouTube. If nobody, if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out on our YouTube channel. But one of my most favorite videos we've done, and um, we uh, you know we got fitted and we, we went there to pick them up, and it's it's a crazy thing, especially for us big guys, to put on a vest that is tailored to you, like because we're big. You know, we don't, you know, Oh yeah, dude, my vest my looks super funny. Oh yeah. And it's, uh, it's, man, it fit me just so perfect. I, that whole day I wasn't even riding. Oh, yeah. I was on my, my car and I was just wearing it around the house and stuff. You know, it's a totally different feel when you actually get a, a oh, real dude, vest. I, I love that thing. And it, it's funny. They've been doing the unknown collapse yep. for five or six years now. Like that was one of the first things I shot for unknown was I went down there and uh, shot some photos uh, of them picking up the original um, the original vest and the evil denim vest. And I just remember seeing the shop and how and how it was all like, dude, it's like a family thing oh, yeah. down there. Like it's amazing family family business and and everything. And, and it's like, dude, it's it's cool for them too. Like no matter like they like people from all sorts of clubs, all sorts of walks of life, all yep. sorts of like doesn't matter like everyone's on the same page about like about those things they're like yeah. no this is the shit like this is the dope shit yeah you know if everybody tries to compete but they're you know again i don't use the term best in the biz very often because there's so many you know i'm a parts guy so we deal with so many different parts you know we even make our own parts and to say that this is the best hands down is usually bullshit for the most part because there's a lot of comparable products but when it comes to vests there isn't anything in comparison. Best in the no, biz, yeah, right no, there. Those, those those things are the shit, dude. I, I mean, it's just like you know, I I I would love to just wear it all the time, like right. And they're just they're so nice and just well made, dude. They're just they're the the quality is yep. insane. It's like. And it's like you have to appreciate uh, like craftsmanship, exactly. You know, like that and everything. And and, and I for sure do. Yep. But yeah, back to back to my point of like, dude, it's just like so crazy. Like all those all those names have been in the business for so long. Yeah. You know, since the seventies and everything. And you know, it's it's just cool to uh, to see where where it's going now. Yeah. You know, and see okay. the new names come up, but old names, you know, continue to. Uh, to do cool shit and oh, yeah. innovate and, 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 uh, you know, influence the newer, younger people of like where, where it should be going. Oh yeah. Big time. Even just with, with, you know, with going back to Ness, I mean, they just came up with those new mini stalker mirrors, dude. I can't keep those fuckers on the shelf. 
You know I, what I mean? Dude, you know what was crazy? Uh, we were literally just talking about that mm-hmm. in a meeting the other day. We were uh, specifically you selling mini soccer mirrors. Oh, what? Shout uh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we, <laughs> we, fucking, we, we, noticed, we noticed you playing. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, your your name came up. And he's like, dude, they've been ordering those mini soccer mirrors like crazy. Like, we don't even have them yeah. on, on the website right now. Yep. Like, they just keep getting sold out to, to uh, dealers and distributors. And, uh you know, it's it's uh, it's it's cool to see him go. Uh, that that was actually Zach's design. Oh, that's bad. So he, We're putting, we, yeah, so I, you know, I'm finishing up this FXR I've been working on for a year now for my wife. And we actually, I actually had the Moto Gadget mirrors on there and the Moto Gadget mm-hmm. mirrors are crazy, you know, German engineering and they don't even have a mirror. It's just polished aluminum. It's wild. It's like literally yeah. like this fucking thin. And I had them on there, but the problem with them is the arms were a little long. It looked a little metric. And yeah. then, um, you know, we started getting all these mini stalkers in and I just grabbed a set and I held them up to her bike and I'm like, Yep. <laughs> And I had to pull those fucking Moto Gadget mirrors off, and I put I put the mini stalkers on. You know, it just fit, yeah. man. They're a perfect Dude, they, mirror. No, they, that, it's what I run on my bike, and I was kind of apprehensive. Like Zach was like, "Oh, put them on for a photo shoot. We need photos." And I was like, thinking about putting the stock ones back on because I really like. I love my. I like being able to see. Oh like, yeah, that's my biggest thing. Stock like mirrors are great mirrors. I love you know, stock and, mirrors, and I put those on, and they do. They're so good. Like they're perfect they are. Uh, you, you know because i've ridden some bikes with like mirrors on them like custom mirrors yep we're like they're fucking worthless yep and it might as well not even have mirrors and i was like oh no dude, dude these are these are dope yep. and so there's like a few you know products specifically that nest makes that's just like that's the shit yeah you know and, and that's one of them uh obviously big suckers like dude big suckers the shit like yep. that's that's the air cleaner that you want for sure and then you know uh rotors the rotors are fucking dope too i mean like i like a lot of the stuff they make but specifically like those are my personal favorite uh products yeah it's 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 funny you say that i just got um because i just got my wheels in for my bagger today some coastal moto coastal Mm -hmm. moto wheels but yesterday i just made sure i grabbed my 14 inch jagged uh rotors for the front and i got the matching rear so that's all going on today those oversized those oversized rotors yep they fucking work. Like yeah. they work so good. And uh, I mean, Pig uh, Wheelie Pig put them on his bike, and he's like, "Dude, like these are the shit. This is exactly like what you want to be running." Yeah. Is you know this these these rotors? That's what they, I mean. They're they're big for sure, but like they're they're awesome. I like, want, I want just, that bigness, man. I like that bigness. I'm running some oh, yeah. super simple five spoke chrome wheels, and it's gonna. I think yep. it's gonna be dope with those big it ass rotors. Really, it looks good with. It looks really good with spoke wheels like that. Yep. Like the the simple ones. Yep. Like the, it looks. Uh, Pig has Dynamags. Yep. Like the I think with thirteen spoke, and uh, he, they look so good on Dynamags, dude. Like yeah. it's the shit. Like yeah. it looks rad. And uh, I saw one comment up there. Uh, do you notice a trend emerging out of Nest that is unique to them? I don't know if it's unique to Nest, but something that I've noticed uh, outside of our world, uh, like stunting and dinas and stuff like that, is uh, fat front fat front tires. Yeah, huge thing right now. Steamroller. They can't keep the fat tire kits on the shelves, and yeah. I, I like personally, like it's not something that I like, but uh, a lot of people. One. It's weird. You can go really fast in a straight line. That's what I heard. Uh, I heard they're not bad. I heard they handle just like they're they're good. I mean, but that, they the handle, problem no, is they handle good. They handle good. Like that's the thing. Like yeah. And you know what it eliminates a lot of is like you know on the freeway you get pulled into the cracks and stuff, yep, yep. especially on like Dinas. Yep. Dude, you you it rolls over it like a car. Like you could be in the fattest rut and it would not even make it shake at all. Like 
it's a it, it that it eliminates a lot of that. But as far as like I don't know the look, I I, I get it for sure because it's got that look. But it's just it's not for me. But it is a it is a uh, something that I've noticed a lot of people like running something that like a lot of people like we we have hard time keeping in stock. Oh yeah, well people don't really know and and people that are I guess in the, in the R scene, we'll call it the performance you know scene like you know with yeah. wheelies and all the fun shit. They don't realize that you know. I don't know, 80% of the Harley population across the country is touring models, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, when I, I got my bagger from um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at fucking uh, J&L Harley-Davidson, and I don't even remember seeing a Dyna on their showroom floor. It was just baggers no. everywhere, because they, well, well, they don't sell Dynas. Well, it's like for, for dealers, they really don't make that much... Um, they really don't make that much like money off selling a Dyna. Yeah. Like, people are like, why don't they just sell a bunch of Dynas? It's like, well... Uh oh, he froze on us. Oh, let's see if he comes back or we got to start a new one. It's doing some wheel turning thing. Still turning. He just froze. Should we keep talking or wait for him to come back? Up, oh, he got kicked out. Okay. Hold on. We'll get him to join back in. Right? Boost Mobile. He probably didn't pay his fucking, uh, his burner bill. Or his, probably his phone died, probably. There he is. I don't know what that was. That was so weird. Yeah, Jeff was saying he didn't pay your Boost Mobile bill. No, I saw the comments. Like, I've been here the whole time. So oh, that's weird. I saw everybody talking shit. <laughs> um, but it is crazy to see. I mean, crazy to, to know that the touring models are, are just king. You know, in California, you know, you probably see more Dinah's FXRs and, and just like the performance thing, you know, out here. But going, you know, when you start actually going across country, I mean, it's touring models everywhere. Fucking everywhere. Well, it's like, it's like dude, like, if you're going to, if you're going to do like, super long ride and stuff like that's what you want that's why they made them they're touring models yeah. like you want to you want a fairing you want like all the, the dope shit you know like it's and it's fun to just blast music and shit like you yeah. can live off of your bike it's yeah. a lot easier than you can because of those two bags yeah i've never even ridden i haven't ridden mine yet i literally rode it around the complex and you know where i'm at so did you yeah. know did you know that Wait, i'm what, actually what in you, the um same oh, building you got a road wide yeah did you know I'm in the same unit now that Anthony used to be in, where you shot those big owls pictures and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, was that Anthony from Chopper uh, uh, Chassis Design, the original Chassis Design Co. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're actually in his old unit now, but uh, yeah, I I got it from South Dakota, and it you know obviously it was fucking twenty degrees because I just went up there like three weeks ago, and then I um mm -hmm. I brought it back. I rode it around the building like twice, you know, through the alleyway, and then I put it on the lift and tore all the pieces off of it. So we're yeah. we're getting ready to be back to where it's like rideable again. Um, and then I'll I'll start riding it again, and then I'm gonna take it back apart and do a bigger motor and all the fucking shit. Oh yeah, dude. No, the the baggers is where it's at, and it's so funny to watch how many of my friends got baggers this year and then yeah. how many of my friends got 2020s this year like yeah i've had friends like all my friends are on different like literally within the last two months have been on a on a different bike and like specifically i had multiple friends in the last month like get on a bag yeah like 
uh, Holden just got another bagger. Yep. Jeff just got another bagger. Yep. Like all the unknown boys got baggers. Like it's the dude, year of the bagger, man. So fun. Wheelie Wheelie Pig has a bagger. You got yeah. a bagger. Like dude, all my friends are getting baggers. It's yeah, just, everyone's like, yeah, that's the shit. I noticed that this year too. Like at the beginning of this year, everybody started getting. And, and honestly, like I mean, and I've said it before. Um, I had no desire for one. I they never, they just never did it for me. But it was just one night. Dude. It just clicked uh, for me. And three in the morning, I text Oaks. I need a bagger. And we made it all happen and fucking Dude, that's 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 how baggers hit. Yeah. They're just like they're they're just like you're just I don't know what it is. It was just like that's what I want. Like yeah. I want that thing. It just is so sick. Especially to just be able to, you know, go that far on on stuff. Like yep. dude, it's it, it's awesome, especially like dude, and having nav and all that. Like yeah. What sold me was that trip on the Indian this summer, which is funny because I ended up buying a, a road glide, but that's just personal preference. Like right. I was just, I can't say how much, you know, more, more I love that Indian because of like, dude, it was just the dope, it was the dopest summer of my life. And, yeah. that, and it handles amazing. They're better. Like I'm going to get some shit for this, but like, they're probably better bikes. Yeah. Like, I never rode an Indian. Indian. Never. Oh dude. They're the shit. Like they're, it's a Cadillac. Yeah. It's a Cadillac. Uh, but you know, I, I was like, I just always wanted a full Harley road glide. Like yep. that's, I don't know what, you know, it's, it's the big dick, thing. man. That's the top of the line right there. That's you got to the tippy that's top. The top of the line. Unless you're going CVO, but let's be honest, standard, but Same. I have so standard. many plans for it. Yep. It doesn't even, it's not even going to matter. Yep. I'm going to put, uh, I'm going to put some, uh, my, I think my next big project, I got to put a fab 28 pipe on it. Yep. And then I am going to uh, blow apart the front end, yep. and I'm going to um, do Arlen S Chrome Hot Leg, yep, uh, Pro Cross Wheel Legend suspension front and rear, yep, and um, probably some Nest modular bars. And then I'm going to um, have Taylor Schultz paint match the inner fairing to the rest oh, of the yeah, bike. That's in gangster. The feel. Yeah, that's gangster when they do that. Yeah, I did. Um, so far, I've did plus two in the front with uh, GP suspension cartridges. Um, I'm actually working on making our an, a, a fork brace for the baggers. Nobody makes a fork brace for them. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we have we should have that hopefully by the end of this week or if not next week for the for the first one. Um, because I took all nice. the cowbell stuff off, so my my legs are just open, you know. Um, yep. doing the wheels, doing the Arlen Ness rotor kit, uh, front and rear. Um, I'm putting a different rear fender on it. I have a, I'm putting a, a 18 plus soft tail rear fender on it to have like the Dyna style tail light and shit. Um, right. you know, we put our bars and risers on it. Um, I uh, got legend, uh, 14 inch Revo arcs on the rear right now, but we're waiting yep. on a big, it's going to be it, when it's done, done. Like this is kind of phase one while I wait for parts, but we're doing, um, alley art swing arm on it, you know, 124 inch S and S kit on it. We're doing, the full fucking that 124 inch S and S kit is bad. Yeah. That's what uh, Corey Ness he built a uh, road glide. He built it from a standard uh, last year to go to Sturgis on, and he put Legend suspension front rear just like you did on it, yep. and they had a bunch of the net parts, and then he did the 124 kit. And dude, that bike was so dialed. He yeah, was, I, he was so far ahead of me in everywhere. We yeah, were everywhere we went. Dude. That's what like, I'm hoping for. That 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 was no there's a there's a big difference for sure yeah because i'm on my soft tail my soft tail is a 114 with a cam and that thing runs 120 and 130 
So, I mean, it's got the numbers mm-hmm. and, it, and it, you know, it, it rides and fucking gets it really well. So I'm really hoping to kind of, I went with the bigger motor on this to kind of offset the weight and, you know, I probably gained a few pounds in my burrito life, but, you know, trying to get that fucking bike yeah. at least to be the same speed as the soft tail. But I'm excited. It's been. Dude, well, uh, and the other thing is like, dude, the baggers, like I was, I think we were having this conversation. Jeff was talking about it when he did the podcast with him on Monday. He was like dude, like there's no wobble. Like they just, yeah. the way that they're designed, like they just, they glide at, you know, fucking fast. Like, yeah. you know, they, they sit there where, you know, the Dinah's everybody's everybody who, anybody who's ever ridden a Dinah for more than an hour has felt the Dinah wobble, especially like higher speeds. Yep. Mine did two things. My Dinah at like specifically like 55 miles an hour in third gear on B cell with bar slap. Jeez. And then, which, but it was like that. It would only do it at that specific gear and speed. Like, I don't know what it was, but it like, and then at like ninety five plus, a hundred plus, like that's when I, you'd have to like you'd start feeling the dyna wobble a little bit, and then you gotta like let off and get back on, and then let off and get back on to like get out of it. Yeah. But the the bagger, like, you'll just hold it wide open, and it just sits there going straight super weird yeah that is that is weird i mean again i don't i've lit i don't even know if i put a mile on mine so it, it's uh it was used though i got a used 18 with like twenty six thousand miles and um so i haven't put any miles on it up oh, he froze again on us it's a good picture though look at him he looks majestic as fuck right now i think he's gonna is he gonna is he gonna fail out on us again nalu grieg i have not experienced a soft tail wobble but again, I didn't, I didn't get too deep into mine without taking the whole bike apart. So I don't have a whole lot of uh, stock miles on my bike. I have everything on my soft tails built aftermarket stuff. So I couldn't, I don't know if, uh, I'm a good judgment call on that. He froze out on us again. Somebody texted me. Oh, was it a good, was it your mom again trying to listen in? No, it was, uh, it was one of the dudes from Nass saying that there's some, uh, some of the Instagrams all good. Uh, they say stop, but stop I'm, mentioning I'm, us. I'm like, four, I'm like four Negro Modellas deep. So I was just like, click and didn't even. <laughs> <say about it. laughs> well, don't say that live. It's going to, it's going to be on iTunes. They're going to know. Uh, they don't listen to us though. They don't give a fuck about us. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, funny Zach said, uh, Zach said he wants to come on if you're down. Oh, I'm totally down, man. That would be a fucking yeah. honor. I'd be fucking stoked yeah. on that. Um, I, I've, yeah. I, no. It's a trip for me. I mean, I think probably, uh, you know, maybe you don't reflect as much as I do because talking to you today, you kind of don't see, uh, re- like sit back and realize where you're at and what you're doing. But it's a trip for me to do this kind of stuff and like, you know, be able to sit down with uh, not, you know, not only people that I've known for a while that are just fucking killing it, but people that I, I've admired or companies that I've admired for so long. And now we're in a position where we get to sit down and talk to them as a fucking, it's a weird fucking like fanboy type fucking gay shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, I get it. Yeah. It's just, it's just so cool. Like, I don't know. It's, it's cool. What's coming out of this whole thing. Like as far as like podcasts and like people sitting at home, like figuring out new shit yep. and everything like that. Like that is like a cool aspect of like, you know, taking negative and making a positive and stuff. Like, oh, definitely. You know, you know I've, I've never really done one of these before. I think I've done one podcast, like, one time. Like, people have asked me and stuff, but, like, I've, like, 
so busy trying to like make money and, and yeah. travel and stuff that it's like hard to sit down for a couple hours and just you know oh it is big time and, and stuff but you know i'm super glad that i was able to do and i appreciate you having me on for sure oh yeah no i'm so appreciated i actually you know as soon as we decided i, I mean i just texted you a couple of months ago i think and uh i said like hey i'm putting a podcast together i want you to be on it when you're out here and it just kind of I think it was around Christmas time and it didn't work out or something. Um, yeah. But it was better, you know, like, cause we, you know, we, ju- I, we started this in February one, uh, was our first episode and, um, we've already had close to like 13,000 downloads just on our one server. That's so it, yeah, it's killing it, man. It's really fun. And I love doing content. I'm a, I, I mean, we went from the video stuff to, you know, doing this stuff right now. And for us, you know, doing these live feeds like this, I mean, being that so many people are just kind of fucking sitting at home, not be able to do as much as they want to be doing. I think this is really fun to offer this, this entertainment and kind of, you know, being able to join in and fucking have the comment section, you know, this is a, it's a lot funner than I imagined it was going to be, to be honest with you. Dude. Oh, talking shit on Jeff in the comments last time was one of the funniest things in the world. That was hilarious. (laughs) Oh my God. When we started putting cigarettes in the gap tooth in the comments, it's the funniest thing ever. And I didn't realize that when you guys were doing that until I was like, why do you have these dots? When we're talking, like, I get it now from Jeff's point because, like, when we're talking, I'm talking to you and I'm, like, not even looking at the comments and everything. And, like, every once in a while, like, just catch one that's super funny. Oh, yeah. It's like, but it's hard to, it's hard to see it. Oh, it is. It definitely is. Cause like, if I start reading the comments, then I'm going to stop listening to you. I get, I think yeah, no, we're, we're all so dumb. Our brains can't do both at once. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, I don't know what it is. I can text and drive at 95. <laughs> if that were legal, but I can't, I can't read comments and, uh, and, and do this. Yeah. Oh man. I'm so glad, by the way, that you used this as your uh, as oh, the promo. For, that was the best uh, thing. How did you manage that? Come on. Okay, so I have to preface this with this is my actual religion because I actually signed a thing saying that this isn't a joke and that there's like a penalty if I say it is a joke. So everybody watching, this is not a joke. This is my religion. You go down to the DMV. And it's considered religious headwear. Now, if you know one's aware of what a Pastafarian is, the belief flying spaghetti monster created the earth. That's real shit. That's real shit. It's a recognized religion. No, so they sued. They sued the California DMV, and they said, "Well, if the if the Muslims can wear the hijab and the burqas, and the Jewish people can wear the yarmulkes and stuff." then we get to wear our religious headwear. And they said, okay, what's your religious headwear? And they said, it's a fucking spaghetti strainer. <laughs> and they were like, all right, fuck it. So you can actually go down there and you can, and it's a form. You have to fill out a form. And it's like, this is not a joke. This is real. This is my recognized religion. And um, I changed my sex at the same time too, which is a very similar form to uh, declare myself. I, I registered as a libertarian. Uh, took my photos of Pastafarian and uh, and registered myself as non-binary all within 30 minutes of the DMV. You just totally changed your whole identity right there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For those of you who don't know, his, his – because this is going to go on iTunes, so they can't see the picture, but his – Photo ID, California driver's license has a picture of his beautiful mug with a stainless steel fucking noodle strainer as a hat. I mean, it's, it is the most amazing thing um, I've these, ever seen. These are your rights. 
And if you don't use them, I don't know if you need them, but I assume that you do. Yep. And if you have these rights and you don't use them, that's your bad. That's you're true. Gonna lose them. That's true. Yep. So that's where that's where I stood on it. Wow. That's that's got to be um, that's a glorious moment in your life, right there, isn't it? To, oh, dude. So now, what it's happens so for the next time? If, if if you don't do the same thing on the next time. You need a fucking picture. I mean, do they get you for perjury or how does that work? Or you just say. Exactly. I signed the thing. I don't know. Yeah. But people switch religions uh, all the time. So fuck it. Next time you can put a fucking, you know, a dildo on your yeah. head. Who are they to tell me? Yeah. Uh, what did cops say about it? Uh, I actually haven't been pulled over or like really checked by the cops, but like I've been home. Yep. So there just hasn't really been any opportunity. I went to uh, Portland for the One Motor Show and like every, uh, the first place we went to was a strip club. And the guy like had an ID checker thing. Yep. And he checked my ID and he just started laughing. He's like, no fucking way. And I was like, it's real. And he was like, I know it's real. I checked it, but like how? And I told him, <laughs> and he was like, that's fucking amazing, dude. Oh, wow. And, but then like after the like fifth or sixth bartender was like, I got to show my friends. I got to show my friends. I was like, Jesus Christ, what did I do? I have to have this thing for four more fucking years. Right. This is a bad idea. So now, so now every every time I go, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Spaghetti strainer, Pospharian, like, yep. thing. Meatballs. And they're just like, dude, this movie hilarious. Let me take a picture. So now, like, all my personal IDs just, like, floating around on the internet. Yeah. I noticed that when I was, um when I posted a picture of it for the flyer for this, you know, people were like, oh, now we can see his address. And I'm, I'm just dude. like... I don't think fucking Please, even cares. Yeah, anybody thinking that I live there, that's actually my parents' address, so yep. don't go there. Take them some toilet paper in these trying times or, you know, give them a hand, fucking mow the grass or something. Now you know where they live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, help out. Help your neighbor. Help thy neighbor. It's so funny. My parents, like, seriously don't give a shit about any of this stuff. They're yeah. just like, yeah, like, whatever. It sucks that we can't go anywhere, but we don't yeah. care. We're not scared. I, I, I mean, and I've said it again, you know, I, I find myself saying this all the time, but my life hasn't changed at all. I don't go anywhere anyways. I'm like, my, it was funny yeah. my, on my, on the drive here this morning, me and my, me and my wife, when we first moved in together, we lived in this really small apartment in Costa Mesa. I mean, fucking, I think it was like 800 square feet. Right. And, uh, she's like on the way here, she's like, what would you do right now? Would you go crazy if, um, we still live in that apartment during right now? And I mean, like, it wouldn't, what's any, there's no difference just because we live in like, you know, a house doesn't make any difference because I don't, I don't do anything. We don't do anything. We like, you know, hang out together. We, we work together. We hang out together. We, you know, she's cooking dinner and I'm handing, I'm standing in the kitchen, just being in her way and shit, you know, like yeah. we, don't, we don't have like special, like our own little rooms that we go in when we get home from, you know, work and like hang out and do our own thing. We do everything together. So what's the difference? 900 square feet or, you know, 2000 square feet. Those make no difference. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it, it's, it's so funny because like, so, so I feel like so many of our friends' lives haven't changed. Like, dude, as far as motorcycles go too, like, thank God. I mean, there's, it's been shitty with the events being canceled and oh, stuff, definitely. but like a lot of people are also working on their, uh, working on their bikes in their garage right oh, now. Oh, big time. We've been insanely you know, busy, man. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, keep my fingers crossed. People, Thank you to everybody because, you know, this can drastically affect yeah. what we do for our, our a living. Um, but thank you. And work, on the, work on those garage projects, man. Yeah. Work in those garage, on yeah. those garage projects. Like, dude, you can do all that shit that you've said that you haven't had time to do because right. you have to work and blah, blah, blah. Man, you're sitting at home, get off Xbox, go out in the garage, fucking wrench on your bike, like buy parts, keep it in business. So, so, uh, so that, you know, 
all these businesses can be there after all this shit goes back to normal. Yeah. We could all still have a motorcycle industry to rely on. Has Has Pig ever told you my influence on his life and how he, he, he the only way he remembers me? <laughs> I think I know what story this is. Yeah. Is this so, Big Bear? Yeah, Big Bear. With the and I have so I'm. I have one of my teeth is missing out of my, my head. And, uh, it, it was like my, my wisdom tooth was pressed against it for like 10 years and I got this giant cavity and they pulled it out. Right. And so I kept it. I, when they turned their back, I, sw- I swooped my tooth off the, off the board on the, on the dentist. And then there's a situation where pig Holden and a few of us were in a room in, in big bear, um, doing, um, some substances and pig, um, took it and, and filled it. Uh, filled my tooth cavity with substance and did the substance out of the tooth. Ca- yes. So last year I'm walking through, you know, Durango's fucking Skyute Casino, you know, by myself. Um, and I'm walking through and I see Pig and he was with his chick and I said, "Hey, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, hey, what's up, dude? Where's your tooth?" That's the first fucking thing. He said, "That's the only thing he remembers me from is my fucking tooth." So now he wants me to make a tooth shirt. <laughs> which i'm down for i'm, I'm fucking down 100 percent. Never, never forget yeah i remember that trip was super funny because uh oaks called it and he was like see that purple bike and see that green bike those bikes will still be here in front of the hotel when we all leave at 11 a.m tomorrow and sure <laughs> enough when we all took off there was a green bike and there was a purple bike sitting there in front of the hotel and that definitely did not make it for the 11 a.m. wake oh, up call. I, I left early as fuck that because I didn't sleep that night. I left early oh, yeah. as fuck and went home and just like fucking went to sleep on the couch when I got home. I was like, oh, I'm oh, over dude, this shit. The rest of the day was sick. We, we, we took the ski lift up and we got like food at the top and everything. Yeah. Oh, I seen the pictures and stuff. I was like, ah, uh, if I wasn't so fucking hung over and fucked up from the night before, I, it would have been fun, but I was, I think we got oh, some, dude. we did get some food in the morning we went to that ski lift spot. I remember that now, but man, I was just fucking, ugh, you know, Slam that beer pussy, dude, this is like fucking number five. It's 1248 on a, what day is it? Is it Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday. Wednesday. You're killing it. Killing it. Ugh. Is pig at work right now? Weird. Like, I don't know. The, the weird thing is just like, I have all this extra time, which I've never had before. Yeah. Like, dude, like my life has always been, I have all these projects, that are due before but like my deadlines are like when i leave for the next trip so it's like oh i gotta get this fucking thing done before i go to um oh i did tell that lady that you counted as two-thirds of a person that i whispered (laughs) to her and i went because you know jim crow laws (laughs) and and her fucking this isn't like liberal ass big bear and her her jaw dropped 17 miles to the floor at Mach 7. <laughs> Could not believe that I what I had fucking said. They, they spit in your food for sure. I don't even think we... We ended up... There was like 17 or... Actually, there was probably 18 of us. There 17 or two-thirds. And <laughs> I remember... We went up, like we went upstairs. I think we had a drink and then we left and we went to a different bar. Oh my God. It's... <sighs> Yeah, that lady was not. I just, I just, I guess I bum out some people that when they're sober or whatever. Hey, you know, <laughs> he did just spit on the camera. I saw that too. But um, I, you know, some people just they are too uptight, man. They're too uptight. We all, I, we all do this because we're the degenerates, you know. 
We're the fucking oh, shit bags. Here, watch. I'll show you the 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 fat guy beer slam. All right. You gotta go. And then. Oh damn, that's technique right there. I would already drop the motherfucker. Are oh, you going for it too? Holy Jesus! It creates a tornado. Oh, so it just goes down. Yep. I like it. That's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to try that one of these days, probably with my fucking Starbucks. <laughs> it works really good. I saw it on, on the internet, and I uh, I tried it at the last Super Hooligans race, and it became a thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I think we're coming oh, up on man. our two-hour mark right here, Justin. I think we might cut it off because i got to take another piss and eat some lunch. You know, yeah, I'm fucking starving yeah, too now at this you, point. You know us big guys. We got to eat, man. We got to keep this figure. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> hey, man, I just want to say thank you very much for taking some time and doing this with me. It's been a fucking, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, my man. Absolutely, dude. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That yeah. was super fun. Have, I was stoked to do it. Tell everybody how they can check out your photography, your amazing photography, and all the stuff that you're working oh, yeah. on. Uh, Justin George Photos um, on Instagram or. Uh, Hit me, hit that J, at JGM caption yep. um, for some, uh, some, that's like way more of my recent stuff. That's just this cool stuff. Yep. And uh, yeah, make sure that you're looking out for that documentary coming out this summer. Hell it's yeah. It's going to be really cool. And uh, keep buying uh, Arlen S parts and unknown industries shirts so that uh, I stay in business. There you go, and, guys. Uh, support, go support, support your local parts dealer. Yep. There you go, man. Hey, again, I appreciate you, man. And we'll tell I'll, I'll hit you up soon. We'll get Zach uh, on board and we'll get something going with that too. Yep. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. All right, brother. You take care. Have a rad day. Later, Don. This podcast is brought to you by Bare Knuckle Performance. Bare Knuckle Performance is proud to announce the release of their patent-pending modular riser system. Utilizing a unique dovetail feature, their new flex risers allow the user the choice between straight or pullback configuration, as well as innumerable choices of riser height and pullback dimensions. Height options between 4-inch and 13-inch will be available. Other options include various pullback measurements, 1-inch or 1-1-8-inch bar diameter, one-piece or two-piece bar clamps, ram mount ball inclusion, and mounting kits for dual-gauge pods. All risers come with beautiful black anodized ARP fasteners. These are live on their site right now. Price is starting at $600. Right now, save $50 and get free shipping. For more info, hit the site, bareknuckleperformance.com. <laughs>